Welcome to the Washington Huskies and the Oregon Ducks to the Big Ten or the Big 18 or the Big 20 or whatever we're calling it. But what does the conference do now? I've got the answers. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We really, really appreciate it. Of course, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast, plus on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today we are brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. And, of course, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Well, that was fast. 14 teams, 16 teams, 18 teams. We just keep rolling in the Big Ten. We'll discuss and, of course, figure out what's next. Plus, an expansion fun fact for you in just a little bit regarding the mileage traveled and the differential between some teams. And plus, we'll peek into the Penn State football camp today as well in our Big Ten Top Ten. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right. So now what? What do we do? We'll get two more teams coming in and... It's just been crazy. A year ago, the 1st of July, uh, Southern Cal and USC, all of a sudden, you know, no leaks, nothing, boom, just the announcement. They're coming to the Big Ten. Now, uh, a little more than a year later, we get Washington and Oregon as the Pac-12 crumbles before our very eyes. What's next? I've, I've got a pretty good idea. As far as Washington and Oregon, I think they'll fit right in at the Big Ten, of course, you know, this year, Washington's a pretty good football team with Michael Penix Jr. He might win the Heisman Trophy in Oregon. Pretty good, too. They're going to give a battle towards Southern Cal for a future Big Ten team for the Pac-12 championship this year, I think. And uh, Kalen DeBoer, the head coach there at Washington, uh, is going to be uh, taking his Washington Huskies to the Big Ten in Oregon. Uh, Dan Lenning, I think of him. He took over that job when Mario Cristobal left for the Miami job. And uh, look, I think he's in a pretty good spot. Yeah, the Pac-12 you know, crumbled around him, but now he's in the Big Ten and a a better conference. You know, these teams have played from time to time, various big 10 teams, particularly in football and the most recent games, you know, Washington played Michigan state last year, beat them at home in September 39, 28. They play again this year in East Lansing, part of a home and home. So a little preview to Washington and Michigan state as big 10 foes. And of course, Oregon, who can forget just uh, in 2021, came rolling into Ohio State and won on the road there, 35-28. to 28. So these guys can play. They can hang. It's going to be a good fit. By the way, I wondered regarding Oregon and all that uh, Nike money they got out there. I wonder if that's going to infiltrate the, the Big Ten in some form or fashion. But I know they all have their different clothier deals, uh, depending what team you are. Here's the question, though. The big question. Are we done? No. But. I think it was very telling that the Big Ten stopped at 18 because I think they're going to 20. 
But I think it was very important to note that they did not invite Cal and Stanford to join everybody else out West coming to the Big Ten. Very, and they very well could have. The presidents were pushing for it. They liked the idea of an academic, a uh, couple of academic schools coming in. And uh, this, this, is, this is an athletic decision. This is a money decision. So uh, the academics really didn't fly uh, in, in the long – because look how quickly this thing came together, for crying out loud. But I think it's very important that the Big Ten stopped at 18, leaving a couple of spots open, not giving it to Cal or Stanford because the Big Ten thinks it can do better. So they have this long pause at 18. Long pause. We'll be talking about this next year. At this time, we know as of last week, Florida State just put together a they're putting together a 12 month exit plan out of the ACC. Once they go where others crumble, will the Big Ten go after them? Florida State, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia. There's some good schools out there. There's always Notre Dame out there. But not yet. Uh, but anyway, I, I think the Big Ten will fill its slot and go up to two slots and go up to 20 next year with one of those teams I just mentioned. And regarding Notre Dame, with these super conferences that are coming along here, if the Big Ten goes to 20 and the SEC goes to 20 and the Big 12 goes to 20, and, and who's going to play Notre Dame? Because I tell you what, one thing you're going to have to do I think you're going to have to move up to 10 conference games, no matter what conference you're, if you're one of these power conferences, you're going to have to play 10 conference opponents every year. You're just going to have to do it. That's the direction we're going. So what, what does that mean? That means you play 10 conference games and you got two more left on the schedule. What do you do with those? Well, you play your non-conference rival. If you have one, uh, you know, the way uh, South Carolina and Clemson play each other uh, or Florida state and Florida play each other, even though they're not in the same conference, but they play every year. And then you got one more game on the schedule. How are you going to fill it? You're going to fill it with Notre Dame, or you're going to fill it with maybe an easier cupcake that uh, you can at least get a win going and, and get things started. I know coaches hate it when I use the word cupcake. And nobody's a cupcake. Everybody's a formidable, respected opponent. I get it. I get it. But what are you going to do with that? And there are going to be fewer and fewer teams available to schedule Notre Dame. Now, there is a school of thought that Notre Dame will always be able to get a schedule. They'll, they'll always find 12 teams that will schedule them throughout the year. And maybe they will. Don't know. Anyway, we're done talking about Notre Dame for now. Meanwhile, the Pac-12 is down to the Pac-4. And uh, they've gone from begging smaller schools like SMU and San Diego State to come join her just to fill the slot so they can present, you know, 10 or 12 teams or whatever to a TV deal that never came. Not a good one anyway. The the Apple Plus one was out there for a minute. They pulled that on Friday because there are no schools left. So what are you going to do? Instead of being in a position of just grabbing any school you can to fill your slots, now uh, the Pac-12 is done. They're going to have to disband. And the remaining schools, um, Cal, Stanford, Washington State, and Oregon State, they're going to have to go to the Mountain West. And the Mountain West on Friday showed um, that they were agreeable to that. And look, they got a TV deal. Pac-12 doesn't. It's very, very simple. One other thing I think that the Big Ten is going to have to do moving forward now that they have all these teams, they just got rid of divisions, the East and the West. And the reason they did it, as many of you already know, it was it was unbalanced. Look, it's always Michigan and Ohio State and throwing a Penn State, if you will, beating up on everybody. They're all in the same division out in the east. And 
you know, teams like Indiana and Maryland, they got to, they got to fight those three teams every year. And it's tough. It's tough. Meanwhile, you know, you got Indiana's arch rival Purdue over in the West. They don't have to play Michigan or Ohio state or Penn state every year. And they can go up to the top of the board. In fact, they made it to the big 10. The, the, they were the West division uh, uh, representatives in the big 10 championship last year. So, you know, that's the way Wisconsin, Iowa, they got a much easier path. I look, I don't want to offend anybody, but you got an easier path. If you don't have to take on Michigan, Penn state, Ohio state every single year and beat your head up against the wall. So they got rid of those to try and make things more fair moving forward, starting next year. Once they add, um, USC and UCLA. So be it. I think they got to go back now. I think with this many teams, you got to have an East and a West. And I think if you just draw a line right down the middle of the country, because now the big 10 is from coast to coast. I think out West UCLA, USC, Washington, Oregon, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. They're in the West in the East. You got Michigan, Michigan state, Ohio state, Penn state, Indiana, Purdue, Rutgers, Maryland, and then I look, that's eight and eight. And you got two more teams, Northwestern and Illinois. I think you have to flip a coin. One of you is going to the West and one of you is going to the East. And then we'll figure things out from there. Or maybe you make a preemptive move, anticipating bringing in some teams from the Eastern portion of the United States next year, whether it be Florida State or Clemson. Anyway, those are my thoughts. And then wouldn't it be cool just to go ahead and play the championship game at the Rose Bowl. We talked about that in a prior podcast, but you know, the Rose Bowl's dying with the, you know, the tradition of big 10 versus PAC 12, it's, it was gone. And um, they've been using the Rose Bowl in different ways at the end of the season, college football playoffs, what have you. Yeah. Bring it back as uh, as a big 10 championship. I think that would be really cool playing that in Pasadena each and every year in early December and figuring out who uh, gets the automatic bid to move on to the college football playoffs as they continue to expand. All right, that's a quick look at conference expansion talk for today. We're going to continue this. You know this is not going away. Next, we're going to look at uh, some of the mileage differences between the schools out west versus the ones in the middle of the country. Some players are going to be severely jet-lagged. We'll take a look at that. Plus, Penn State's James Franklin was one of the first ones to check in on all this expansion talk as he held a press conference on Sunday. So we will do all that in the next few minutes right here on Locked On Big Ten. And, of course, LinkedIn uh, LinkedIn Jobs is uh, front and center, just like these conferences who are trying to put these teams in and get the strongest team, the strongest conference, if you will. Same thing happens in the office. If you have to hire somebody that's left or a new open job, it's, it's tough. It's stressful. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy. These days, every new potential hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You create the job opening. Here's how you let people know about it. At LinkedIn Jobs, you add the job. And the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile that spreads the word that you're hiring and what you're looking for. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and eventually hire. 
That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college and post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right. So let's look, you picture the map of the United States. Big 10's got it covered from coast to coast just for fun. Cause we don't have, Washington and Oregon schedules out for 2024. The Big Ten's got to redo them. I mean, we know who UCLA and USC are playing. But this is, we're going to go through this and really show you the difference between the team that has to travel the most and the team that has to travel the least amount. And then we'll hear a little bit from uh, James Franklin and what he said at his press conference about expansion, plus check in on the Penn State Nittany Lions camp going in this weekend, as we will do from day to day now for the next several weeks. But Washington from Rutgers, when they eventually have to go play there, that's a 5,700-mile round trip, okay? Washington to Maryland is 5,800. Oregon to Rutgers, also a 5,800-mile trip, plus uh, a mile or two, uh, some change here and there. Oregon to Maryland, 5,600. Hypothetically, as I just told you, that maybe – Florida State is in the Big Ten in the future, hypothetically. So Washington in the upper left-hand corner of the map, Florida State lower right-hand corner. That's a 5,600-mile round trip. So let's take a look at what we do know. We do know that Southern Cal will be uh, in the Big Ten next year and playing a schedule. It's already out. They will travel the most. 16,000 miles round trip for all their road football games next year. Their longest trip will be to Maryland and back at 4,600 miles. Next on the docket, right behind them, you guessed it, UCLA, 15,400. Their longest trip is Rutgers at 4,800 miles. Now, let's go to some schools in the middle of the country. We just told you, USC and UCLA, 15, 16,000 miles of traveling. Nebraska, total, all roads, all uh, road games for the entire season, 7,000 miles. Big drop from 16,000. They go 7,000 miles for the entire season. Uh, their longest one will be uh, the round trip to UCLA for 2,500 miles. Iowa travels 6,700 miles total. Longest trip, USC, 3,000 miles. That's the round trip. Ohio State, 6,500 miles all season long for the road games. Their longest trip, most of that will be the UCLA game, 3,900-mile round trip. Northwestern, 6,500 miles total. For the whole season, their longest trip will be the 3,500 miles they do to UCLA and back. Wisconsin, 6,400 miles. Longest trip, half of that, USC, 3,300 miles. The Minnesota Golden Gophers, 6,200 miles total round trip travel for all the road games in 2024. The longest one is UCLA, 3,000 miles round trip. Illinois, 6,200. Their longest one, USC, 3,400 round trip. Michigan, 5,800. Now, stick with me because this gets the, the, when we get to the end of this and compare it from the, the, the most to the least, it's unbelievable. Michigan, 5,800 miles total all season. They'll chew up 3,900 of those miles in the, for the USC game. Maryland at 4,400 miles, longest trip to Iowa, 1,500 miles there and back. Rutgers will travel 4,300 miles total. Their longest trip is to Minnesota. 
Penn State, 3,500 miles. Longest trip, Wisconsin. Michigan State, 3,000 miles total. The entire season, 3,000 miles round trip. Nebraska, 1,300-mile trip. Indiana, 2,700 miles total. The Nebraska trip is their longest at 1,100. And Purdue, 2,400 miles the entire season. Longest trip is Maryland. Again, let me let me bookmark this for you. Purdue, all their road games, total, round trip, 2,400 miles, 2,400 miles. As compared to Southern Cal, it's going to travel over 16,000 miles. In fact, their longest trip to Maryland is double what Purdue will do all season. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's I'm not I'm not complaining about it. I'm just pointing out it's part of the deal, and that's what these teams are and all the teams, not just football, obviously basketball, Olympic sports, the whole thing. That's what they're going to have to uh, deal with. They're going to have to have a travel budget, but they're making the money with uh, with all the TV deals that they have there in the Big Ten. All right, let's take a quick peek at the Penn State Nittany Lions football camp and as they're getting ready for a season with high, high expectations. Uh, for those of you listening on audio only, I'm throwing up a picture here of James Franklin in a good mood at a press conference. He talked about Oregon and Washington joining the league. He was asked about it, obviously. He says, look, it's not shocking. We kind of all saw it coming, but he said it's sad. And he says, things used to be so regional, and now they're not. It's the whole country. And I saw that that Nick Saban also um, said the same thing. He used the same word, sad. It isn't like how the traditions are breaking down in college football. So sad. Look, it's here. There's no need to be sad about it. It's just something we're going to have to deal with, and it's it's just the way it is in the new landscape of college football. James Franklin also talked about how he visited the New England Patriots during OTAs a few weeks back, brought some members of his staff with him to kind of pick the brains of Bill Belichick and company a little bit and ran some of their drills and practice this week. Uh, like um, the offside, you get offsides, you're going to stop. You're going to run around uh, a lap around the entire football stadium. Every single time you're going to miss your reps, the guy behind you and the depth chart's going to get your reps for you. And uh, doing that in the heat, that's not fun for defensive linemen, I'll tell you that. So they did that. Uh, James Franklin says that they are deeper than he can ever remember. In fact, he thinks they're like three deep in any position, just about. He says he's never been this deep before. And then he backtracked a little bit. because, well, we're at least two and a half deep. And how we explain that is, for example, if you have you know two defensive ends, First string and second string, that's four guys. He's got a fifth guy that can play either on the right side or the left side. So that's how he says we were two, two and a half deep. We've got five guys that any, you know, that, that position we can we can win with. He's pretty confident with that. And he says we're bigger, faster, and deeper than we've ever been. And this is a team that last year lost two games, Michigan and Ohio State. If they're bigger, faster, deeper than they've ever been, I'm telling you, they think they can make a run and go after Michigan and Ohio State this year. One other quick note I wanted to drop in on you out of the Nebraska camp. Defensive back Miles Farmer has entered the transfer portal all of a sudden. Uh, it was two days after Matt Rule announced his suspension. He was the second leading tackler on the team. Well, I, I, you know, I want to thank you. Oh, a little fun note here. I want to thank you for making uh, Big Ten uh, Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. You know, I've been pushing hard asking you guys to uh, help us out with subscriptions. 
and it doesn't cost anything for you and it helps us get up in your cycle that you can you can watch us each and every day and kind of help us cut through the noise a little bit out there and when i inherited this channel started and took it over in late june we had a little over a thousand subscribers maybe 1200 we're over 2100 now we put a big big push on it you guys came through big time i, I can't thank you enough for doing that welcoming you to to our little club here to talk about big 10 all the time i really appreciate that and if you haven't subscribed yet, certainly inviting you to, to do so. We're going to continue um, tomorrow in our next podcast, still checking in on the training camps around the Big Ten. And there's going to be more expansion talk that everybody's talking about. It's the talk of the country right now. So in the meantime, be sure to subscribe and um, on YouTube and share and follow, like uh, Locked on Big Ten, wherever you follow us. Uh, coming up, our next, our, our weekly feature, we like to do this on Mondays, our Big Ten Top Ten. All that coming up right here on Lockdown Big Ten. All right, here we go. It is time for our Big Ten Top Ten. Now, usually in this segment, I like to rank things. It could be anything, really. Uh, but once the season starts, we're going to come out every Monday after the games are played, and we are going to we're going to rank the teams. It's like our own lockdown Big Ten power rankings, depending on how the teams did. And it might be a little different than the national polls or the standings. We'll have to try to put some thought into this and have some fun with it. Now, I'm going to do something a little different today. And for those listening on audio only, I'm going to put this up on the screen, and I'll describe it for you. But I, uh, you've all heard of Barstool. Barstool over the weekend put out its preseason Big Ten power rankings, and I don't agree with them. <laughs> so we'll see what you think. By the way, always feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Talk Big Ten or the comment section on YouTube. All right, I'm going to put them up on the screen here. And no big surprise at the top. Well, unless you're a Buckeye fan. Like he's got, they've got Michigan, number one, Ohio State, number two, I've seen a lot of these kind of polls, and they're flipped. I probably have seen a few more with Ohio State above Michigan than, than the other way around. Two question marks for these two teams up at the top. Jim Harbaugh obviously is going to miss the first four games of the season, we think. Hasn't been official yet uh, with the suspensions, although four very beatable teams to start the season. Uh, the Buckeyes' Ryan Day is, is sticking to his word, insisting that we have a quarterback battle. This is not Kyle McCord's job to be given. He has to earn it going against Devin Brown. Hearing a lot of good things about Devin Brown during camp. Maybe this really is a true quarterback battle. They've got the Penn State Nittany Lions at number three. Uh, I've made a strong argument all offseason here, all summer, that Penn State is right there with Michigan and Ohio State. James Franklin, I just told you, thinks this is the deepest team he's ever had. Where I would vary a little bit, or at least put a question mark, they've got the Wisconsin Badgers at number four. And look, they might be. I'm not, I'm not raining on the Badgers at all, but I mean, Luke Fickle just got to town. We don't know what Tanner Mordecai is going to do at quarterback. The guy at SMU, now he played well at SMU, 33 touchdowns last year, but that's going to take a minute. And would I have the Wisconsin Badgers at number four? They might be, but they maybe a couple lower. The Michigan State Spartans, Mel Tucker, at number five on this list. He said he reinvested in the front seven. They've got a new quarterback at Noah Kim that I'm actually pretty excited to watch. Could go very well, but I don't know. I don't know if, what, if they've earned that uh, spot to move up to number five in the Big Ten just yet after a disappointing year last year. Maybe. 
We got the Minnesota Golden Gophers at number six with PJ Fleck. I, I think that's about right. I think that's about give or take. Now they've got the Iowa Hawkeyes at number seven. I think that's low. I think the Iowa Hawkeyes could be as high as four or five. And we've done our own rankings here on Lockdown Big Ten before. And I've I've had them. In fact, I kind of talked myself out of a pair. I moved them up earlier. Cade McNamara, I think, is going to make all the difference in the world for that offense. If he can just raise their level of play a little bit, helps out the defense. The Maryland Terps, they've got it number eight. I think that's low. I, if you watched all my previews that I did on Lockdown Big Ten of each and every team in the Big Ten, I I showed you I showed you a path where Maryland could win nine or ten games this year, and it's plausible. I think this is low at eight. I got Talia there at quarterback. Mike Loxley said he's ready to compete for a championship. Look, that's those are big words. There's no doubt about it. But he's been there many years now. These are his guys. This is his system. It is all in place, and he's going after it. And I, I like how he talks. I would have them higher than eight. The Illinois Fighting Illini, Brett Bielema's team at number nine. Few question marks here in year three for Bielema. Lost a lot of talent to the NFL. If he can replenish it, it can be right back in the mix. Got the Purdue Boilermakers at number 10. The big question mark there is Hudson Card, the transfer quarterback out of Texas. And if he has a great year and dazzles everybody, yeah, Purdue's going to get noticed. They did leave. Uh, now maybe maybe I put Nebraska here instead. Maybe. Of course, then there's uh, Northwestern, Rutgers, and uh, Indiana that they left out altogether. Because they only did 10. They didn't do everybody. But anyway, those are the uh, Big Ten power rankings according to Barstool for the preseason. So I thought I'd throw those at you and see what you thought. Hit me up on uh, Twitter or here on YouTube as well. want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. You everydayers out there, thank you. Our next show, we'll have the latest from all the Big Ten camps and more Big Ten expansion talk, of course. And uh, you can look out for our Locked On Big Ten Roundtable podcast. I'm going to get other Locked On guys from other teams on, and we're going to do a big old podcast with all of us previewing the season that's coming up we'll have an announcement on that in a little bit and uh, we're looking forward to that in the meantime hit me up on twitter at uh, talk big 10 and be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode of lockdown big 10 as soon as it becomes available each and every day now check out the lockdown sports today podcast for the latest on everything going on in sports in the meantime Have yourself a great day. Can't wait till we talk again. Thank you for checking us out. I'm Craig Scheman on Locked On Big Ten.